Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is with Jack Inslee on the Chicago Bulls' historic defeat on November 12th, 2019 of the New York Knicks. Two of the most important NBA franchises of all time. Two of the worst teams in the 2019-2020 NBA season. But I'm watching anyways, uh, mostly because of my journey with the 2019 Chicago Bears. And I'm rediscovering my enjoyment of sports because even during a horrible, horrible season, a complete throwaway, there are nights like this when Kobe White does something so magnificent you're really considering putting down hundreds of dollars on his Rookie of the Year odds. So, uh, is that going to happen? Probably not. Am I going to put some money down? Yes, I'm definitely going to put some money down. Will it be hundreds of dollars? Only time will tell. But the answer is most likely no. But once again, only time will tell. Uh, Jack Inslee and I did this a few weeks ago when the Knicks uh, spoiled a Bulls victory with the former Bull Bobby Portis. And I'm, I'm enjoying these because I don't know nearly as much about NBA basketball as Jack. And... Even so, I'm able to sort of dip my toes into NBA waters. That sounds weird. I'm able to enjoy the game on a new level, and uh, it's fun. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Before we begin, just two plugs on Friday, December 6th, 2019. It's our 11-year anniversary show in Washington, D.C. at the Wonderland Ballroom. Guests include Washington Post music critic Chris Richards and my favorite live, loud local band, Teen Mortgage. Please come to that show. It's at the Wonderland Ballroom. And then closing out the year, our final 11-year anniversary show is at the Hungry Brain on Thursday, December 26th in Chicago, Illinois. The Hungry Brain is my favorite place in the whole wide world to do this live show. And uh, I'm always looking forward to going back home, even though I've been doing way more shows for way more years at the Wonderland. The Brain will always be my home. And I think that's probably a bad thing. The same way the Chicago Bulls will always be my team, even though they have no chance of going to the finals this year, most likely next year, for the indefinite future unless Kobe White stays incredibly, incredibly hot. If James Dolan said, hey, if you elect me mayor of New York City, I will sell the Knicks, but I'm keeping the Rangers, would James Dolan become the mayor of New York City? Wow. Sure. (laughs) Would you vote for James Dolan as mayor of New York City? Sure. As long as he's... worse could he be than anybody America's Mayor Rudolph Giuliani? Well... No one's going to beat Giuliani. Because he's the best. Mm-hmm. Because he funded all the firefighters, <laughs> and that's why they all survived on 9-11. That's right. Because he didn't cut their budget before that happened. He actually saved them all he one by one. He saved them all one by one. Rudy. Whenever, uh... <laughs> Anyways. Okay, I'm ready. Do you feel like uh, you've watched the blossoming of the, the NBA's best hair in 2019-2020? I know where you're going with this. Kobe White, baby! MVP, <laughs> unfortunately, probably the MVP, the, maybe the highlight of the 2019-2020 Chicago Bulls season is the fourth quarter against the Knicks in November. Well, you know, the highlight of our season was the fourth quarter against the Bulls <laughs> in October, so oh, I think Bo- that. I think Bobby Portis hit two consecutive threes on uh, Tuesday night as well, and well, I was like, uh-oh, Portis is heating up. Yeah, he, there was that moment where he, he like had an N1 and started, he got a technical or something for yelling about it. Yeah, it's uh, Last time we talked, you were pretty hopeful about the New York Knicks basketball season. Relatively. And uh, since then, I said, hey, are you going to watch the Bulls-Knicks games? And you said, yes, of course. And then I sent you a ringer piece saying the Knicks have the least amount of hope, and I asked you what you thought, and you go, I agree. 
And um, that's not what the article said, but it pretty much did. <laughs> pretty much 13 did. ways to cope with this depressing season. <laughs> there you go. They have the least amount of hope. <laughs> now, we're, we're November 14th. We're two days after this monumental Mon- Kobe White performance. Set the sports world on fire. Do you have any hope for the remainder of the 2019-2020 New York Knickerbockers season? That's such a loaded question. How? What does hope mean? Hope that they win games? No. No. Well, you don't want to win games, right? No, not really. What do you want? So, um, context here, right? We, we suffer a 30-point loss to the Cavs on Sunday night. And uncharacteristically for any other NBA team, we hold an impromptu press conference <laughs> with the president and GM who kind of undercut the coach by going out to the media before he comes out of the locker room. <laughs> and they go up there, and it's like a makeshift background with the Knicks logo, and they're like, yes, we just wanted to say that we're very disappointed by the start of this season, and uh, we're committed to making it better. Okay. Which, <laughs> I mean, clearly, Sorry, this is our... You know, spoiled brat owner who's fuming in his seat. Future like New York City Mayor James That's Dolan. right. Like any crazy boss, you got to go do something, Steve. You got to go out there. You got to talk to the fans, man. Okay, here's, here's the actual question for this. Why do that at all? Oh, I know. It's ridiculous. Okay, so the, I'm not... Everyone's asking this question. Everyone's asking this question. And there's one answer, and it's because... Have you ever had a boss that's kind of crazy? I mean, it's... Jim Do- It's It's... Like, I've had this in my life. A boss did, comes Did you really? To, yeah, of course. And this boss I had used to just, without going into too many details, you know, they'll come and, what are you going to say? No? Jim's like, you got to go out there, man. You got to go out there and say something. That, uh, I don't think that's such a good idea. No, you got to. You got to go out there and say something. But, okay, it's not like the Cavs, the Cavs aren't good, but the Cavs aren't that bad. No, they're not. The Cavs are, I think, the definition of middle of middle, the Middle, right. So, yeah, you lose to 30. It's not great, but it's not that bad. No, but what happened was our um, management sold Jim Dolan a, a false narrative. I'm sure that, you know, we miss on everybody in the summer, and he's going okay, to Jim's yeah. office. We, we, he's we, like, hey, man, we're going to be good. We got these guys, Bobby yeah. Portis. It's like Anthony Mason all over again, man. We're going to be punching that's, people in yeah, the that's mouth. A, that's a pretty good comparison. But you also have, I don't know, top five rookie Currently yeah. playing? Yeah, but every expert in the NBA was like, this is not going to be a winning team. No, yes. and that's not the point. The point is to get this guy reps and to right. like, grow a team. But when you have management that's selling an owner a false narrative, like, trust me, we're going to be good. Then when we're not, that owner is confused. Now, the game, that, at the point, at that time, you were at what, two and six, I think? Maybe yeah. two and five? Yeah. Now you're like two and six or two and seven? Two and nine now. Two and nine, okay. Uh, <laughs> the, one of your wins came against the Bulls. That's right. And it, the Bulls should have won that game. And the Probably, Bulls both yeah. fell up, didn't really fall apart. It's just Bobby Portis got hot. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the only thing that happened. Yep. You should have lost that game. You should only have one win. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay. Versus the, the Mavs with Porzingis, which is, yeah. Yeah, and the fact that, okay, so we've gone over this a few times. Porzingis was the future of the Knicks. Porzingis got hurt, but also we found out as a probably most likely a bad person <laughs> yeah. for legal reasons. Yeah. And sexual assault reasons. And then the Mavs are just like, I don't care. Mark Cuban's on Shark Tank. Let's roll the dice. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of working out for him. Kind of. And most of the NBA is just like, what sexual assault? Kobe Bryant's in the Hall of Fame. He's great. Yep. So I, 
as a Bulls fan, never felt comfortable with Jarek Rose. You did not feel comfortable with Porzingis. If anything, you're still happy he's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm clearly good, happy good that Derrick Rose has been a piston and a Nick, no offense, yeah, well. and a Cavalier. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's, and, a, and a Timberwolf. That's right. Man, <laughs> man he's moved around. He's the Shaquille O'Neal you know, of the 2010s. I watch these games on NBA League Pass. I, don't, I, I doubt that you do. It's kind of expensive But if you're not like a fanatic of the NBA. But what's so cool about it is there are no commercial breaks. They just show the in-stadium mm-hmm. feed. Yes. Um, so I noticed a lot of Bulls fans holding signs, more than one Bulls fans holding signs that said, Come home, Derek Rose. Oh no! And it had nothing to do with the Knicks. No, he so hasn't it was been really confusing. I'm like, who? Why? What? Well, they probably got tickets for very, very cheap. Yeah, because <laughs> like I, I said this before the show, the least attended New York Knicks Chicago Bulls game I've ever seen. Weird for the entire game. It wasn't like people filed out. It was a very, very, very close game until like ten minutes left in the fourth. Yeah, until Rookie of the Year. Kobe White got hot. Hot would be an understatement. Okay, so what happened was the game played out exactly how it was supposed to play out on paper. Uh, two not very good teams played their darndest, and it was very tight. And then all of a sudden, this rookie comes in, uh, the Bulls' first-round pick of the 2019 draft, and sets a record and hits seven three-pointers in one quarter. I think I have live audio of uh, exactly how that went down. <laughs> Here we go. He's on fire! <laughs> he didn't even play the whole quarter. No. Which is even more impressive. It was insane. It was NBA Jam. It was a video game. He was just... You know what? It was It was sort of like NBA Jam of like, there's no way that's going in. But it also reminded me of every single junior high basketball game I've ever watched. Oh, where there's yeah, like, totally. how does this little boy or this little girl shoot this ball? And it went in. <laughs> Yeah. Some of the threes, some of them were like five feet beyond the three-point line. It looked horrible, and they went in. And I was talking to my, as I mentioned in the last episode, this is kind of away from me and my brother and I to bond. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're like tied going into the fourth, and I'm like, I'm feeling pretty good about this one. And, you know, we're actually, I think, on the phone, and um, we're just like, that, that, yeah, that's going to go in. We just knew it. Like, as Knicks fans, you're conditioned. We almost, I think one of us said, like, watch, he's going to hit the next five. That's, it's... It, the Bulls got lit up. I think it was Clay Thomas that might have been Steph Curry like a year or two ago by the Warriors where they set like a three-point record. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember this game? Mm-hmm, I do. This felt like that. It did. But way more hopeful. Because like everyone knows the Warriors are going to destroy the Bulls. Like this is not a real game. But for some reason, since we're playing the Knicks, it's like, oh no, there are, there, we're on par with them. No one's good. This guy's good. Thank God we got this guy. You might have the better rookie of the year. This guy's going to win rookie of the year. Also, his hair is magnificent. Fantastic. How would you describe that hair? Um, untamed. Yeah, untamed is great. It's sort of an afro. It's not exactly an afro. He looks like he could be in the MC5. He, yeah, it, it's great. Do you know what uh, college uh, Kobe played for? Um, yeah, UNC. UNC. Do you remember the last uh, first-round draft pick for the Chicago Bulls that came from UNC? Oh, that can't be the last one. The last first-round draft pick for the Chicago Bulls from UNC, Michael Jordan. There haven't been any since? Not first-round draft picks for the Chicago Bulls. You sure? Positive. Hmm. Go to Kobe White's Wikipedia page. Yeah, no, I, I, I believe you. This is amazing, and all of a sudden, I now want to watch all Kobe White performances. So this was, for you, 
yeah, th- this is now giving you new hope as, as a Bulls fan. Yes. Something to watch, something to get excited about. I don't give a shit about this season. Like, it's already a wash. There was some talk of, like, they could maybe... The East isn't that strong. They could win, like, the seventh or eighth seed. That still might happen. I, can't, it, it, I don't it care. It might. It really might. I don't care. They're four and seven. I don't care. I just want to <laughs> watch Kobe White, and I'm like, should I get a jersey? Like, wow. it was that good. I'll get a shirt. I might get a shirt. But for some reason, having a shirt that says Chicago and then white on the back does not seem like a good idea in 2019. Oh, wow. Good point. So I'm mm, probably not, not going to do good that. Not jersey for you. But... This was so fun. He's a likable guy, too. He's so young. I am almost double his age, <laughs> but I feel He's okay nine, with 19 this. 19 years He's old. He's 19 huh? years old. Yeah. That never backfires for the Chicago Bulls. I like how you're like, oh, he's a small guy. He's six foot five. You tower over both of them. Yeah, but if you, you like, like saw him on the court, he looked like Muggsy Bogues. Yeah, he did. Like the, the league got a little taller yeah. and leaner. It's weird. He's only averaging. He's barely playing. Twelve and a half points a game. He's yeah. barely playing. What a ridiculous ugh, poor Knicks. These poor Knicks, they go through this ridiculous, embarrassing like press conference and the the whole because the media lo- I mean, it's like easy, easy ratings for the media. Whenever we do something dumb, it's like cue up Stephen A. Smith, cue up everybody kind of like raining down in the Knicks. We play a good game for three quarters. You're finally like, you know, we might get one here. And then Do you think that Okay, you you posited the like crazy boss comparison, oh, 100%, right? Percent, yeah. I don't disagree, but I've noticed that it's easier to just keep your head down and to do your work and to focus on the task at hand rather than to bow at every whim, even if every whim is suggested of you. And some people think it might be better. Uh-huh. What do you think? What do you as as as, as a human man? being, not a Knicks fan, as a human being? I think there has to be a breaking point. I think I think. For me, at least, it's like, you know, only so many of the, I can only take so many of those. And at a certain point, you're like, I just can't do this anymore. I can't sleep at night, you know. Okay. I can't. That's, that's a privileged position to be in. Absolutely. I've never gotten to that point. I've always been like, sooner, like, the, you write the ship. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't draw more attention. Right. Because you are in the top two market, it's, it's always LA, New York. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter who's playing. Do you think it's possible for the Knicks to just shut up and do the work? Does it, do you see what I mean? Yeah, I do. And that's where I kind of find slivers of hope. But the problem, here's the problem. Those moments are the reason why Kyrie and KD of course. don't come to us. Of course. So, so you're sitting here trying to sell this. Well, we're changing the culture. It's not the same as it is as it's been. Jim Dolan's not involved as much as he used to be. And then these things happen. Every agent, every player in the league is like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. I'm not going there. And I get worried that even the kids like R.J. Barrett and his family and agents are like, man, look, <laughs> start thinking four years from now, who, who should we, you know, angle to get to? That's not the Knicks. That's where the deep depression comes in, where it's yeah. like, this is never going to change. What if all of your players and your coaching staff come from European, African, and South American and Australian squads no <laughs> united states or canadian players or mexican players like no one from north america is a nick it's could you win then danilo gallinari and porzingis were the two most hopeful players we had and that didn't work but here's the problem you still had people from the states okay. that understood nick culture no well, like complete strangers 
Yeah. Is that doable? No, not under the current regime. The only way this works, Dolan's never selling. The only way it works is if he comes out next year and says, look, I'm hiring outside consultants. We're going to do a top to bottom audit of this company. New people are going to come in and we're just, you know, he has to distance himself in that way. But not that's still, but he'll still, <laughs> it doesn't matter. But the optics would be there if he's like, because there are a lot of employees for the Madison Square Garden Company and the New mm-hmm. York Knicks who have been employed for 20 plus years at upper level management. Sure. It's like, how do you maintain a job at such a losing franchise for that long? And, and not just Okay, so you're a losing side. franchise in terms of the record, but you're still one of the like, most financially I'm talking lucrative. About basketball positions, not business positions. I understand that, but even so, who cares? If he, he clearly if, cares. Does Dol- Dolan care? Why else would he be at the games fuming and demanding all these like... Because he's mad that there's a basketball game and it's not something that his band could open for? <laughs> Prove me wrong. Ugh, it's dark. What if the Knicks... Would you want to see James Dolan's band open up for every Knicks game if the Knicks were always winning or losing Hell by yeah. three points? Let's get it. Just make it a competitive game. You just got to listen to James Dolan's Blue rock. Band. I'm with it. Theme song, halftime show, every yeah. time. What's your favorite stadium to, to watch via league pass? You want to see the Knicks play where? Oh, that's a good question. I like the I like like Utah and Minnesota and Milwaukee. There are weird things happening in those crowds and halftime shows. Are they louder? Sometimes. I have a friend. I have a no. She's not a friend. I have a vague acquaintance that used to be a slightly better acquaintance that like does this stuff for the Bucks. Oh, cool. So their fan base is incredibly loyal. Yeah, they are. Very white. Very, very white. That's about all those that I just named, especially Utah. It's like, it's crazy. It's weird. I like watching the halftime shows. The Bulls had some interesting stuff. Yeah? Yeah. The, 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 a lot of Kanye West uh, yeah. dance routine stuff. Yeah, well, Kanye's done a lot of perf- like impromptu performances, like even during timeouts. Yeah, it seems they love Kanye there. Good music, good, good dancing. Would it? My favorite stadium to watch of all time is San Antonio Spurs. Oh, that guy's so weird. I don't even know about that stuff. I just the stadium is the only one that looks remarkably different. Interesting. It because it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh huh. I have no idea what it looks like from the outside, but on the inside, it's like sort of black curtained out. Yeah, it is. It's very odd. I don't understand the structure in any way. I've always been drawn to that too. I kind of like. I, I like the vibe of that of that place. Do you like Madison Square Garden? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, detach the emotions. It's a great place to watch a game. Yeah. Okay. Why would I want to detach the emotions? Because they're so negative. Yeah. Just because the company that runs the building and uh, you know the top down culture of that organization, but the the stadium itself is designed really well, and it's one of two places I believe. LA being the other that kind of like dims all the lights in the mm-hmm. crowd and has like sort of the spotlight thing mm-hmm. on the court so it really feels performative. The old Chicago stadium used to feel like that. Mm. Uh, do you believe that a new stadium will bring a new culture or it's pointless? No, it's pointless. I agree to a point. I don't think it matters in basketball and I think that the the proof is like what the Bulls did with the Chicago Stadium United Center, what the Knicks did with the Forum and yeah. Staples Center. Like, you can go, like, Lakers, year to yeah. year and, like, just win Well, there's an argument for the Warriors leaving Oakland and going to San Francisco. That's more of a karma. I think that's yeah, more of a karma yeah, thing. Yeah. And also, they broke down in the finals not because they were moving. True. Because they played 100-plus games five years in a but row. But I think when you move locations that dramatically, it, c- it could have a change. There's a different, I different demographic comes. Don't disagree. Yeah. I think for football, it really does matter. Yeah, I think so, too. And I don't know why. I've never been to a football game, so I don't even really know. Uh, they're fine. 
Yeah. Yeah, I've been to uh, my favorite football game I've ever been to. This is definitely the best uh, game to ever talk about. A Tennessee Titans versus New Orleans Saints preseason game. Wow. In Nashville. And the reason why it was so great is because the Nashville, sorry, the Tennessee Titans mascot accidentally ran over the foot of the New Orleans Saints kicker. And he had to, and he missed no. the entire year. You could look it up. That's amazing, actually. And, uh, my you, were, and you were there. It was during a halftime show. Wow. And my wife and I just happened to be like, did he just, oh my, did he just hit that guy? And he did. Here's a fun one to play. Um, what's the most, not personally memorable, but kind of like um, significant basketball game that you've ever attended? Oh, I've barely attended anything worth significance. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I have gone. Have you, do you have any of those? I have a few. Um, I've watched a bunch. But like, Jordan's, Jordan's last game at the Garden. Oh, you saw that? On the Wizards. Um, that was awesome. Did he do well? Yeah, yeah. They well, they won in overtime. Who's I they? The Wizards. Okay. Juan Dixon, I think, hit the game-winning shot if my memory serves correctly. So that that was a good one to be at. So that's oh, oh, uh, oh, one or one? two or something like that. Um, saw Kobe Bryant drop sixty-one on us. Jesus. Um. So yours are all Knicks related. Yeah, 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 yeah. So far, you've given me two games where the Knicks got beat. And Reggie Miller's last game at the Garden, which was kind of unremarkable as a game, and he was old, it didn't matter. Yeah, but it was yeah. just like one last time to kind of give it to him, you know? But yeah, we, yeah. it was actually a huge ovation, of course, because New York fans are actually great. That might be my most clear memory of... There's two clear memories I have uh, as a kid watching basketball. Shaq bringing down the net for the first time. Oh, man, yeah. You were at... No. No, I was not at any Oh, you're saying memories. I just remember, yeah. like, well, it was a Saturday day game. Oh, it was unreal. And then the Knicks, Pacers, I want to say 94. Right, though they did the whole ESPN 30 for 30 on this one. And the Spike Lee thing, and, yep. like, Reggie clearly pushes that dude yep. and then gets the ball, and then there's, like, a foul. That specific yeah. game I remember yeah, watching yeah. incredibly clearly. And it made me wonder, if I'm a Knicks fan, do I love Spike Lee or do I blame Spike Lee? Blame. Did he get a lot of blame for that, though? Yeah. Anytime we start to do remotely well, then he starts showing up and yelling. So he's not there right now. No, he's there, but like he's not visible. There aren't many moments. There aren't many high stakes They're moments. not showing Spike. Yeah, and it just doesn't matter, right? Yeah. And he's certainly not going to taunt the other team if we're just shitty and maybe winning a game here and there. But, but maybe you should taunt. That's when you should be oh, taunting. Man, I don't know. Like, let's try to change this. I always hate it when there are high stakes games, playoff games, and then he starts. Yeah, I'm like, don't, don't. Why? So you do you have do you blame Spike Lee at all for this? For no, no, not on a macro level, but I mean that for that specific series, the Pacers game. Yeah, 100. percent But we ended up winning that series. Okay. Um. So he was absolved there. But then the following year they beat us. Um. I, yeah, I do. I blamed him for that loss. For okay. Sure. 100. Okay. percent Reggie says it himself. He's like, I was playing like shit. That was a spark. Yeah. It's like, why? Why, Spike? Because you spent a ton on the tickets, and you can. Well, because I get it. He's an attention whore. But. I would just say weird things. Right. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't match emotions. The whole point, you've been to therapy. Like, you get mm-hmm. it. You don't want to match You do want to match emotions, but when you're trying to change the narrative, you don't want to fire a man up. No, no. You want to say weird things to get him out of his head. Exactly. And I say he because in this instance, it was Reggie Miller That's and right. not his sister. Do you watch WNBA games? Uh, I don't. Do you think you're going to start because the Knicks are so bad? Probably not. Okay. Um, it's not for any other reason than just like I don't have much more space in my life for more sports stuff. And uh, I follow the NBA so closely. I'm so all in and invested in that that I just kind of watch other games here. But I still watch these games. That's the thing, man. Like, 
I'm this kind of Knicks fan that has watched worse. This is not even close to as low as I've felt. Take away Barrett. Take uh-huh. away R.J. Barrett. Uh-huh. This has got to be the worst Nope, team. not close. How is it not close? Not close. You, you forget had two some of the, wins. You forgot some of the teams that we feel. See, in the past, we've had teams that were so bad. Uh, Eddie Curry, Jared Jeffries. Eddie Curry was okay for a while. But here's the thing. All those guys in those years, those Isaiah Thomas years, we had those guys under contract for like five remaining years. Okay, so it was st- the darkness of looking at an awful team and being like, this is not going to change. But since you have this BS hope, which you're going to ruin... Uh-huh. Do you think R.J. Barrett's going to end his career as a Nick? If he plays more than five years, do you think he ends his career as a Nick? No smart money would bet yes, because we haven't, there you go. we haven't kept a rookie since Charlie Ward. So why do you... Who cares about the future if you don't keep anybody worth keeping? Well, I don't know. At least, like, it's like uh, we can keep spinning the roulette wheel. It's like... <laughs> oh, my God. It's better than... It's better this than... Is, yeah, it's dark. So do you gamble? I like to. Do you have gamblers like logic when it comes to things that you're not emotionally related to? Because you wouldn't keep sinking money into the Knicks. No, of course not. But you'd not. sink more than money into the Knicks. Emotional investment. Exactly. Yeah. but Like, I'm not going to bet on the Bulls at all. It's kind of like, I, I'm guessing if someone has a lot of money invested in the stock. Okay. Tons. Their life savings. That stock keeps declining. And they're like, well, I'm going to buy the dip. And it's getting so low. And you're like, well, what do I do now? For 25 years, I've rode this wave. That's how you feel about being a Knicks fan? I'm like, it makes no sense to cash out because then, God forbid, this thing gets better. I'll really feel dumb. Oh, man. That's so not how it works. I know. Have you ever made money on the Knicks? No. I don't really bet on games, though. Will you bet on Rookie of the Year right now? No. Oh, with you, I will. Let's let's look at the odds right now. Okay. Let's look at the odds for Rookie of the Year. I want to see if Kobe White's even on the board. (laughs) He was a seventh pick in the draft. Uh, let's see, sports, but there's been like betting online. Very every I think updated, Zion is updated on November sixth. No, that, yeah, so that's no good. That's I only want. Not, I no, want the yeah. current line. I want the November fourteenth, twenty nineteen line for twenty nineteen. Where, where I wonder where the best place to here we go odds checker. Okay, in order, Zion still at negative one fifty. Okay, John Morant at plus four hundred. Okay. RJ Barrett plus four fifty. I think that's the safest bet right now. RJ, yeah, at four fifty. Yeah, and here's where you're gonna come up big. Kobe White at plus two thousand. Oh shit! You might have to place that bet. I might place that bet. He's on the board. At, I should have placed. Uh, I should have bet this. So put just, this money just down to on break Monday. that down into regular terms, a ten dollar bet pays you two hundred and ten dollars. I might do this. Where, I believe in Kobe. Whereas if I'm betting on RJ, my $10 will get me 55 bucks. I'm betting on, I think I'm going to put that bet down. The, the, there's another place that'll give you 2200 on him. Because what do you... You're pretty much saying like Zion's not going to play more than 50 I think games. Zion's a bad bet. I agree. Yeah. He's hurt. I think RJ or John Morant are the better bets. I don't think RJ's going to win because we discussed this off mic. The Knicks are, the record's going to be so bad, it doesn't matter. Right. I think all. And the Grizzlies' record is uh, four and seven. Yeah, John Morant's probably the safe bet there. John Morant, but who's watching those games? It does, like. Kobe White at 2000. Kobe White and RJ. I think your guy is still, if the Knicks somehow are able to pull out 30 games, which is not crazy to say, it's unlikely, Yeah, you will have the rookie of the year. Yeah. Kobe has three more games like this. He wins rookie of the year. I think we should both place a small bet on this. I'm in. Are you going to do RJ or are you going to do Kobe? I'll go RJ. All 
All right, great. Could I just give you the money and trust you? Yeah, we'll figure okay, it cool. out. Okay, <laughs> cool, because I don't want to set up a thing. There you go. That's how it works. Uh, is there any Knicks game that you're looking forward to? Yeah, tonight. I'm still in. Fuck Who are they it. playing I, tonight? They're playing the Mavs. The Mavs come to MSG. Ooh. It's a big emotional game. Will Porzingis get booed? Yeah, of course. And if I've learned one thing about the Knicks, what we're really good at is losing in blowouts to teams that suck and then surprisingly winning nationally televised You're a classic game. spoiler team. Yeah. That's we awesome. Are. We are. It's, it's That's better. Kind of. You want to be that. Yeah. If you're going to suck, you want to destroy the great teams. I think I wouldn't be shocked if we somehow managed to win. I also wouldn't be shocked if we lose by 50. So, you know. I will be rooting for the Knicks. Tonight. All right. Thanks. It's easy to root for the Knicks sometimes. I like, here's the thing I don't like the Knicks players, but like, I like a lot of them. Yeah. I don't like Bobby Portis at all. Of course not. And I hate your owner, but I kind of like your coach. He's a likable guy. Yeah. I just think your lighting scheme is so odd. <laughs> 